everybody. Welcome to the Reflections of the Savior podcast. This is Josh Hill, and I'm here with John Wiggins and Chris Mock. Alex is out of town this week, but uh, we're going to keep on keeping on with the book of Third John. So I'm going to kick it over to John, and he's going to kind of introduce it for us. So Third John, uh, the shortest uh, letter in the New Testament by uh, words, not verses. Uh, that would be Second John. Uh, one of the few addressed to an individual Christian, a uh, Christian named Gaius. Uh, there's also Philemon, Timothy, and Titus, but um, it's possible to identify Gaius uh, um, uh, perhaps through the New Testament and other, other letters and places. Uh, perhaps he's the same one as uh, uh, referred to in the book end of Romans right uh, in that kind of signing off there of Paul's or maybe uh, uh, in Acts uh, chapter 19 um, but uh, no certainty I mean we, we can we can kind of you know speculate on some of that but uh, can't be 100% certain yeah, of that we don't know if Gaius was like the John Smith of that day you know right, there's right. like a million yeah. of them running around <laughs> the Mediterranean uh, <laughs> yes so uh, so this is the only document in the New Testament in which the name Jesus or the title Christ doesn't appear. That, that's pretty interesting, though, right? I mean, uh, the, the fact that we don't see within this letter the name of Jesus uh, or uh, the title Christ. So That's like in the Old Testament, Esther. Like, yeah. no mm-hmm. mention of God whatsoever, mm-hmm. really. It's just kind of general allusion to that reality, but never mm-hmm. really specifically the name mm-hmm. of the Lord. It makes you think that when they were, you know, deciding all of the canon and then the various councils, they probably knew who Gaius was in order to give this enough credit to say, oh yeah, yeah we know that this was, this was John speaking for God, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I'll share a, a, a thought here about, uh, you know, purpose here. Uh, I think it was, John was obviously confronting a church uh, dispute um, he, uh, uh, or the elder was, com- as commended Gaius. Uh, that's what he does. First of all, is that he, he sees Gaius as a, a children of, of the faith, uh, a child of the faith, uh, anyways, uh, and says of him that he's faithful to the truth, uh, for showing hospitality to, to missionaries quite possibly. Uh, and also, uh, he's th- it, within this letter, we see there's going to be a rebuke for, uh, di- Diatrophies, I think is how you say that name, uh, who was concerned uh, only with control in the church, it seems. Um, And so he he praised uh, Demetrius, who probably delivered the letter to its destination. Uh, Those are some some background thoughts. there is a reference within this letter to another letter, and I think possibly First John, referenced in verse nine uh, by uh, John the Elder there, uh, saying simply, "I've written something to the church," and probably referring to a previous letter. Um, so, <clears throat> uh, Third John maybe uh, could be seen kind of as a mission support letter, uh, kind of a theme uh, for this letter uh, would be that. Um, and we can just kind of uh, walk through it a little bit, talk a little bit about uh, this book, um, the book of Third John. Yeah, so there's just this tremendous focus throughout this letter on truth. 
constantly says the word truth or true or all these kinds of things. And right at the beginning, when he's talking to, to Gaius, saying that I pray that all may go well with you, uh, for I rejoice greatly when the brothers came and testified to your truth, as indeed you are walking in the truth, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. And so there, obviously, as you already said, John, the context of the word children there is not that he is his biological child, but mm. in the faith, Gaius yeah. is someone that he's discipled and led. And so just that concept and that idea of you pouring into someone else's life in reference to the gospel and you know Christian doctrine and all those kinds of things, and then watching them progress and take on leadership and uh i I remember we were getting lunch with uh with doug one day right and you were talking Mm -hmm. about how he was in the youth group and everything Mm -hmm. like that and this was right before he became a deacon in the church and so that that stuff is just pretty amazing is there Mm -hmm. anybody else that i don't know y'all can think of somebody i know me and josh here are pretty young but like we're not the old guy here in the group right 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 right. yeah we're we're what were you saying earlier today chris that you're actually closer in age to josiah than you are to john it's the exact same (laughs) it's the exact same oh yeah well uh yeah i think uh you know through 15 years uh you know almost 16 you see you do see young people in the church i've gotten to see you know kids that were in the uh um wow the uh uh, children's ministry, lower children's ministry, basically come to the place of being married, you know, and, and uh, uh, I think of um, uh, people that were here at that time who, who now, you know, who, who literally were just, just, uh, just barely in the school, the, the, not preschool, but actual kid ministry who are now, deacons. you know, deacons, a deacon or a, well, well, maybe not a deacon, but at least a, a, uh, a married, you know, um, person, kid who's, who's, uh, adults now was kid uh, who, who's, who's, you know, serving the Lord in our church and serving in significant ways, you know, within the church through teaching a Sunday school class. I think of what Will Stevens, you know, for example, was a young, young guy, you know, when I got here, uh, in the children's ministry and then now, uh, yeah, on, on the, on the, you know, the fast track to being a deacon. deacon (laughs) That's right. So, uh, possibly, you know, uh, church vote willing, but, but yeah, um, there's just, yeah, definitely, um, uh, uh, you've gotten to see, you know, young, young folks, uh, become, and, and and even, uh, you know, some, some teenagers at the time when I got here are, uh, um, are serving like Doug as a deacon, you know, pretty cool, pretty cool to see that. Um, hopefully li- live to see another generation, you know, for that to be the case, you know, uh, I think it'd be really neat to see, a uh, a youth who has children who their children become a deacon in the church. That'd be pretty cool. I mean, yeah. Eli's got a pretty good handshake, so he's on his way. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. There you go. My, by then we'll be at deaconesses with, uh, his, uh, Lydia, right? I mean, yeah. For me. <laughs> Alex isn't here to defend himself. I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> take cheap shots while he's gone. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, yeah doesn't, Layla. Doesn't I, I, I met that's... Layla. You know, oh, you okay. know, Doug's other daughter. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Doug's daughter, yeah. not other daughter. Daughter. Uh, so, <laughs> anyways, just messing around. But, yeah. um, but anyways, yeah. The theme here, mission support. It seems like to me, what kind of something that that uh, as I was looking through, 
um, there is a uh, there's conflict, which which really at the core of church conflict is is pride, right? And and always uh, all conflict anytime ever. Absolutely, yeah, pride, pride is the root of all sin, right? Yeah. As C.S. Lewis would say. But but in this story, it kind of comes off as sort of power trip, you know? Like uh, uh, it seems like this this fellow uh, is throwing his weight around, you know, a little bit. And almost like he has an office in the church. We, we talked about that possibility. How, how timely. Right as we were heading to lunch today, you, you read a, a post that, uh, was it Brother Jimmy posted on Facebook? Yeah. He said a yeah. phrase when he was growing up was, a mule can't kick and pull at the same time. You can't right. try to be te- tearing everything down and, you know, you know, bucking against authority and all that kind of stuff at the same time that you're moving toward the same goal, which is the mm-hmm. advancement of the kingdom. It, yeah. It's just so funny yeah. that yeah. we just saw that, and that's kind of what yeah. Diotrephes here is doing. He's mm-hmm. he's trying to do both: be a leader of what's supposed to be the church, but at the same moment, act completely against what the church is for. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good point. And clearly, if the the fact that we read that he's able to throw his weight around so much lends itself to that idea that he is someone of import whatever mm-hmm. that means you know within the, the local body and uh, one would hope that he would have the wisdom to take care of his flock mm-hmm. rather than handle things the way that he seems to be handling them yeah, yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. yep. yeah I, I think one of the things uh, also it's it talks about kind of the mission support uh, here in, in at the beginning of the conflict uh, sort of verses five through eight uh, I'll read those and then you guys can kind of tackle another part but but uh, beloved it is a faithful thing you do in all your efforts for the for these uh, brothers strangers as they are who testified to your love before the church you will do well to send them on their journey in a manner worthy of the gospel. In other words, you'd do well to take care of them, right? Uh, um, For they have gone out for the sake of the name, accepting nothing from the Gentiles. Therefore, we ought to support people like these that we may be fellow workers for the truth. It's interesting, verse 7, he says, for they've gone out for the sake of the name, accepting nothing from the Gentiles. I think the reason why he says that is because he's saying that Gentile is the word nations. In other words, the world. He, he's The funds for missions mm-hmm. efforts ought to come from within the church, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, and that's something that, you know, uh, here at Skyland that I've always felt like we've done a, a really good job of, you know, like uh, you see uh, a lot of times, uh, so many, th- so many different ways that churches raise money and try to get funds to do the work of missions, and the truth is, like, that ought to come from the church. You know, like, we shouldn't be asking the world to finance the church's mission. And, and uh, I, I really. I've seen how God's blessed that, you know. At first, I was kind of like, as a youth minister, I'm like, we need more funds to do more things, you know. <laughs> uh, uh, and so I was on that side of thinking, but but uh, but you know, um, never uh, in serving as a student minister for 12 years or so, uh, whatever it is, I uh, did I ever go needy, you know, uh, or need something that I couldn't accomplish by means of the church uh it's you know the finances within the church yeah so and uh maybe a little flavor in this specific verse that verse seven that you read that i see there exactly what you're saying and just another element of that being that when these missionaries are going out in this context of a, a whole new place these people who don't have the gospel never heard the gospel don't know who jesus is mm-hmm. they're not having to ask those people to give them anything 
so that they're able to just come and maybe even serve the Gentiles because mm-hmm. they're not in need financially uh, for yeah. the work of ministry. Yeah, it's, so. it's, it's very difficult. Not impossible. People have done it forever. Um, famous ones, Livingston, for example, to, to have to scavenge around for your food and share the gospel. It's really dif- difficult to do mm-hmm. both effectively, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so we want, as the church, we want to support our missionaries in such a way that their primary focus and only concern can be spreading the gospel, sharing the name of Jesus as effectively and completely as possible. Yeah, which yeah. which is why I love the Southern Baptist Convention's focus on the International Mission Board and the North mm-hmm. American Mission Board to, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I, I could be, but I think at least the International Mission Board is the largest missions organization, at least in North America. It may be in the world, um, but... Technically, spe- uh, of evangelicals, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. sure, yeah. sure, right. So, I mean, just to be a part of that makes you feel like you're part of something yeah. bigger mm-hmm. and to know that every single penny that you give to this church a portion of that goes to international missions mm-hmm. every single time because we give to the cooperative program so uh, yeah just, and we have straight from our general offering uh three percent of it straight to the international mission board now it's one of the things we do with our budget this this year mm-hmm. uh that's made our church i think even even better uh at giving to seeing the gospel go to the ends of the earth and 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 supporting our international mission board even more than we've ever had before this year and so i uh i I think i was talking this past sunday with one of our uh folks uh after church one of our newer members uh and explaining uh their national mission board to them and what what it what it is to have fully funded missionaries uh, on the field and and to send out from our church. Uh, right now we have uh, a, a young lady in our church who's, who's in the process of of, uh, of, uh, of going on the field herself for two years in, in a journeyman role. And so there's uh, there's not just one way to get on the field and do missions. There, uh, you know, with the International Mission Board, there's there's other other ways. Uh, you know, I'd make a five year commitment. You can make a two year mm-hmm. commitment uh, if you're coming out of college and and still exploring what God wants you to, for your life. You know, or, or maybe uh, m- maybe it's a situation where you have a job now. The goal is the International Mission Board is saying, Hey, look, if you go overseas with a job, we'll we'll come alongside you to help fund you to make to, to help you to be a part of of uh, international mission work uh, in that way as well. Absolutely. And, and, you know, that's one thing that J.D. Greer does, I think, very well at the Summit Church. I forget if it's after high school or college, but I'm fairly certain it's after high school. They encourage every student Mm -hmm. who has graduated through their student ministry to pray about and seriously consider doing the journeyman program. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, um, you know, you give up two years before college and... um, they have not everybody says yes they don't force anybody to do anything but they have a significantly higher percentage of young people going into the mission field Mm -hmm. because of their even just their willingness to ask you know that's something that while the imb is phenomenal and i have no no complaints about how they do anything they do anything very very well but then you look at an organization like the mormon church right um, that we would say, like we talked about last week, is, is a cult, is a distortion of the gospel. Um, every 18-year-old has to go on a mission, mm-hmm. every single one of them. Mm-hmm. So they're all, when they come out of that childhood, out of that adolescence, they're all prepared to share their faith and to share their faith well and to share it articulately. So, in you know, I think there are a lot of ways that... 
and I think our church does a good job of it just as by seeing the numbers of people that we have going into the mission field um, mm -hmm. but that's something that they do really well that I think the Southern Baptist Church and, and our church and really any evangelical church can do better is just mm -hmm. encourage people to I think the popular phrase is own your faith mm -hmm. in order for you to be an effective missionary you have to be able to articulate your faith you have to be able to share it with someone verbally mm -hmm. and I think that's something that we can we can always do better at and I think what's what's great about verse eight here is that it, it's that emphasis that we always say you can you can be a goer or a sender, but you have to be one or the other. Yeah. And that's what he talks about there in verse eight, saying that therefore we ought to support people like this, that we may be fellow workers for the truth. If yeah. you support a missionary, even if you're someone who, you know, you don't feel called to go, if you support you are a fellow worker for the truth. You're mm -hmm. not you're not a second class mm -hmm. worker, but you are a worker for mm -hmm. the truth. That's good. And I think Absolutely. that's really important that John emphasizes that as he's writing to Gaius here. Yeah, I, I was this morning earlier. I uh, spent a, a good bit of time talking to Ian, uh, uh, who's uh, uh, someone that we've sent out from from our church, uh, and uh, it was his birthday today. So just a thought for for today um that we just be praying for for our missionaries that are on the field uh but um but yeah in light of the fact that this passage is about uh we we have uh some from our church that we've uh financed uh you know to uh and we support uh not not just through our international mission board but also um additionally um to encourage them as they as they're a missionary to uh international missionary um, on the field. So, yeah, I was trying to watch my words there. So yeah, I yeah, say yeah. Too don't much want to give anything away. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah. so what about the the issue here with diatrophies? We've kind of talked about him, you know, being a leader in the church and disrupting things. And it says that, like, John says here that he, um, he, like, would not acknowledge their authority. So it's, it's curious to me because John, obviously, being an apostle, is John saying he doesn't recognize any of the authority of the other apostles, like any of the New Testament writing, any of the letters that are in circulation, this Diotrephes guy is just like, I throw it out the window. What do y'all think he, he's talking about there? I think the hour has to probably be a general hour in that sense, but also at this time period, he'd be the only apostle left, right? So our authority could also just be talking about his specific group of people and the people traveling with him. Um, he could be talking about the brothers. He could be talking about, you know, the group of missionaries that he was referring to earlier in the passage. Um, I think it's probably more likely, though, and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, John, but I think it's probably more likely that um, he's speaking about himself and kind of the people around him. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, yeah, the last part here, obviously, uh, Gaius talking to talk, I mean, uh, sorry, uh, this diatrophies was uh, talking talking uh, wicked nonsense <laughs> uh, whatever that is I want to know uh, what that is in the Greek <laughs> uh, uh, against uh, John and, and, and those guys uh, he uh, wasn't welcoming believers, missionaries uh, and keeping uh, those who uh, wanted to do so uh, uh, from doing it uh, and even putting those people out of the church, you know, I mean, showing some kind of ability to uh, to cast people out of the church. That's a uh, that's pretty pretty 
pretty large amount of authority for this fellow to be doing that kind of thing. Uh, and, and he's condemned for, uh, in, this, in a sense, with these words, do not imitate evil, but imitate good. You know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, whoever does good is from the Lord. Whoever does evil uh, has not seen God. That's a, strong, that's a strong word of judgment in light of uh, this, this fellow. Um, and then he says, Demetrius has received a good testimony from everyone and from the truth itself. We also, had our, we also add our testimony, and you know that our testimony is true. Um, Do you think there's anything significant to the difference in what he says? Whoever does good is from God, but whoever does evil has not seen God. Do you think it's just kind of emphasizing like they haven't, not only are they not from God, they haven't even, it's like they've not even seen anything about him or you think there's something else? Or even on the, even on kind of the flip side of what you're saying, it's like what James talks about. Every good and perfect gift is from above. I think he's kind of tying that into Whoever does good is from God. Every good blessing, every good gift is from God. So you can see those good people, even if they're not, quote-unquote, with you, in the sense of also being a believer. Whoever does good is from God. And then whoever does evil has not seen God. Hmm. I think with the assumption being that if you've truly had an encounter with God, you must change. It must affect change in your spirit. It must affect change in your action. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Well, uh, well, uh, sign off with some similar with with the final greeting that that uh john signed off with uh, i guess uh i had much to write to you but i would rather not write with pen and ink i hope to see you soon and we'll talk face to face uh these last words verse 15 i, I kind of highlighted those in in second john so we'll go with the latter part peace be to you uh the friends greet you greet the friends each by name uh uh, I think, man, peace be to those. Uh, if you're uh, able to listen to to our podcast, uh, uh, we hope that um, the God of all peace is uh, uh, is wor- at work in your life and in your heart, and and that you're experiencing peace in a time when uh, turmoil abounds. Uh, mm-hmm. If you watch the news or have any news outlet or, coming or in open, your way, open your eyes <laughs> <laughs> or walk out your door. Right? Uh, <laughs> Aren't living under the world's biggest rock. Uh, well, but, thanks for, uh, thanks for being with us today. Uh, we make sure and subscribe to our podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on Facebook, check out our website, uh, skylandbaptist.com. We'd love to hear from you and find out how we can get connected with you. But, uh, until we meet again, we love you all.